been envisioning a car with fake ceilings, fake stars on the ceiling. This is not a Rolls Royce. This is still a GLE. That's 8,000. My truck is 480. It's crazy, but it's true. My diamonds look blue. Lately, I've been thinking about putting my dick inside Caliushes. Not some lot of ten, my bitch ex was a big doofus. I might be on a mile on the corner, kind bank Gucci. These bitches bout as fake as they bad. That's not Gucci. I fucking didn't pay the bitch shit. Nigga going sue me. My hair black, but I'm still red. This is not a new me. I woke up and bought me a Bentayga. This is not a movie. Blend the bitch down, not my game. Now that whole smoothie. I ain't tell that hoe to drink wine. Not your fake woozy. If I don't fuck, then I don't got time. Send it to the boonies. Me and my niggas reckless as hell. Concrete goonies. Yeah. Niggas know it's us, that's why they mean mugging in public cause they hoe with us Send a bad bitch to the store to get some more for us Get off of being in the house, she gon' go for us My nigga pulled up in a small four, he stuffed a lotion, huh? Where is my jeweler? Two million in cash, I ain't both, I'ma sound some cooler Cooler than a bitch ex-boyfriend, flexing his moolah High school, a nigga been lit, almost fucked my tutor Hmm, well I probably had good Seventh grade, I used to put weed inside of switch in the woods Don't smoke no more, I get money My Asian bitch, she bring me overseas drip And I trade the bitch She tried to text too much, almost fade the bitch She tried to text too much, I'ma mm, boop, boop. <laughs> When I saw her shit, they can't have less than an image inside my bitch Team player might about to stay fair, and niggas knows us I don't like how buddies try to play, ain't no hoe in us and we are the concrete donuts. Yeah. Bitch ain't tryna fuck kick her out. Send it to the boonies. Woke up by me at Ben Sega. This is not a movie. My hair black, we still bang red. This is not the new me. Bitch. Shawty want me, look me in the eye I tell her the truth, she don't want no reply I pop out, I think she want me on the side Shawty, she shake like it came with the fries I cannot fake it, can't be a disguise I be ungrateful, my team, my ties Niggas be fake, boy, don't lie Boy, don't lie I just be puzzled, but don't want lie I say he's showing, ain't going inside Tomorrow we rolling, I'm over the gas Spinning the block, 4G, y'all don't want ties I ain't gonna stop till we all can retire Be on the block, better bump in the fire Niggas be fake, boy, don't lie Boy, don't lie I say you showing the boy inside. Tomorrow we rolling. I'm here with the gas. Need to be fake. Boy don't lie. Hey. Boy don't lie. Hey. Boy don't lie. Boy don't lie. Boy don't lie. I be possible. Boy don't lie. Welcome back to episode 12. Uh, Boys don't lie to podcast. We're here again. Uh, with Samari Sanchez, Owen Burke, and Ashe Sanchez. Yeah. Um. My cousin asked to be on the show. Ooh. I showed you that. Yeah, I did. Marissa wants to be on the show. She does, but she doesn't want to be on the show. Yeah. But she said, we bring energy and so much charisma that when she hopped on the show that she wouldn't have, she wouldn't be able to People would tune out. Yeah. Marissa's just an introverted (laughs) Yeah, it seems to be that way. I don't know her that well, but it seems to be that way. But what have you on the show? I already told you that. 
It's going to happen. She says she wants to be in the environment of the show. She just want to sit and listen to us record. I mean, she wants to, she can. Right. Whatever floats your boat, dog. Right. I don't know about you. I feel like that'd be boring. Two hours of just hearing people just talk. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's the same thing as listening. It's just you get to listen. You get to watch it happen. That's, That's the difference. Real. People ain't been able to watch us yet. Hopefully, we get to do that in the future, but we're going to see what happens. So Live, like live venues and stuff? I mean, like, live venues, like, YouTube videos, whatever it is. Kind of like, uh, what's his face? The whole, um, my boys. Uh, TBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get like Colin Coward. I'm trying to be so good. At- That's the goal. So radioactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a bar. I had to give it to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the, the first thing that we got, we're going to get into these topics. Um, like I said, we're, we're, we're I'm not going to timestamp it, but we're pretty, we're recording this pretty early in the week. Uh, me and Owen take off, so yeah, we, a lot of things that we don't get to. If something major happens this week and we don't get to it, we didn't talk about it. It's because we we have to record early this week for scheduling difficulties. Yeah, so, so <laughs> we apologize in advance if if something crazy happens on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, but stay tuned. We got two bonuses from Sam and Owen coming, and yeah, so. Um, back in the news is Derek Chauvin. Yeah, yeah, he got into some stuff. Some of the Owen read the passage on that one. Um, so it has come out. Um, it's a little while ago. Uh, prosecutors, it's it's just now coming to light in kind of the mainstream media. Uh, during his prosecution, uh, he was sentenced guilty. He was found guilty last week. We talked about that on last week's show. Um, the prosecutors claim that he had. Previously kneeled on six other people's necks during arrest, dating all the way back to 2015. So um, that pattern uh, was another thing that they were able to use to to convict him on the murder of George Floyd, and kind of shows you the the state of of where we're at right now. Yeah, with police force like this, you know, George Floyd passed away. Sparked all this change and all this movement and stuff. Um, this he's been doing that same thing for the five years before that. You know, before we had heard about it, before we even knew who Derek Chauvin was, before we knew who George Floyd was. This guy's been doing this for five years, at least. It could have been longer. They just might have evidence of when it happened before. Yeah, that. and they have they have hard proof that it happened six other times. It doesn't mean that they that it didn't happen. Uh, more than six times in the last five years as well. So just not the stuff you want to hear, but it's stuff that you kind of have to hear and you have to learn from and and take with you going forward type shit, you know? So We're not really going to get too much on that. Yeah. We talked about it last time, but it's just... Uh, I think everybody that, everybody that heard me talk about it last week, I think yeah. uh, that's where, that's where we got, all stand. You got a lot of... A lot of praise on that, my brother. Well, I mean, the black community came around you, put your hands on you like you were Superman. Well, I just black heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought you know what I said. Like I feel just like don't say the N word. The fa- you will get a revoke. <laughs> the fact you that live on show. The, <laughs> I think the fact that we have to sit here and talk about this for a half an hour or however long it was that that I went on the rant and talked about it. Like the fact that I have to sit here and be so passionate and try to convince people. That that this is a thing is ridiculous that we're even on. Oh like, God, India, what? <laughs> it's ridiculous that we have to have this conversation in the first place. Type shit. That's real. So, 
So like I'm not I didn't say it, you know, looking for approval or anything. That's just how I feel about the situation, you know. So I appreciate the approval. I appreciate the support, you know, because I'm sure I might have a couple family members to try to talk to me about it here soon. But it is what it is, you know. Like uh I stand where I stand and I'm not gonna be bullied off that point by anybody. I don't care who it is. So That's real. Yeah. So um, we didn't get to talk about this, but Owen had uh, a little passage that he found on Twitter. I'm going to let you talk oh, about it and news of it. Well, I think I saw this. We didn't have time to talk about it last week, so I'm, I'm glad we had time to talk about it this week. It was a day or two before we recorded last week. I saw this tweet on Twitter. I I thought it was the – I had a whole – I was getting out the shower, and I had read it. I had a full-length conversations with myself about this. Because I just thought it was so funny. So, like, it was this girl that had tweeted, um, imagine you live with a dude, and so this is from the girl's perspective, obviously. Like, imagine if you live with a dude and the first month comes, and he he's like, hey, don't forget to send your half of the rent. And then there's all these girls in the comments that are like, well, you know, there's there's the guys that are like, yeah, he shouldn't have to remind you to pay your half, da-da-da-da-da. And there's all these, there's so many girls in the comments that are like, if we're splitting rent, we're just roommates, you know? We're not even dating at that point. Like, what's the point of dating a man if he can't provide for you type stuff? Mm-hmm. And I just, I wanted to talk about it because I feel like it's a very interesting dynamic. It's kind of a hot-button topic. Um, but I think we might have different opinions on it than the ladies do. So I wanted to talk about it, see what your guys' opinion was, and then I'll wrap back up to mine. Well, I know so. Sam's going to be a difference from a lot of ours, so I'm going to let Sam go first. You're going to let Sam one. go first? So how do you feel? You, you living with someone... You ask for, for her half the rent, and she's like, what do you mean, my half of the rent? I thought she was paying for all this type of stuff. How do you feel about it? I just don't feel... <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I just don't feel like that really needs a response. Like, in the grand scheme of things, I just, I don't care how much money or, like, whatever you're, like, trying to put in and put out to the situation. <laughs> Uh, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, not to get like just like dead space right there. I'm sorry, I'm being extra quiet. I just, I think if, regardless of the situation, whether you're like your financial situation, I just feel like if y'all are together, I mean, y'all do everything else 50 50. So why would y'all try and be overzealous and do a Hundred percent to zero ratio on a financial standpoint. It's kind of like hypocritical. It's real. It's real. Because I, mean, I, I feel like that's stereotyping right there, just by yeah. itself. Like, well, you're a man; you should pay for everything. To me, that's that's just about as sexist as you can get. That's why. That's where I hopped on this whole train and had to start having conversation with myself. So, like. I mean, you you're going half and half with your girlfriend. Yeah, and your girlfriend told you that. You didn't pay for the whole entire rent. And God willing, you were, you were able to do it. How would you feel about that? Now, see, this is the thing. Because, well, first of all, to clear it, like, I'm hoping at one stage of my life I could just buy a house and I don't got to pay rent. Let's mm-hmm. get that out the way. Let's hope, let's hope 20, 30 years from down the road from now we're not paying rent still. I'm hoping to have a house of my own. Yeah, um, mortgage. But if, if, I'm, if I'm living with a girl... And I have the financial means to pay for all of the rent. I probably would. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. That's just, I don't know. It's just how I was raised. Like, you can talk to 
Because that's you being a man. Yeah, you could talk to Caitlyn. You could talk to any girl. But that's what she's trying to say. You're yeah. Man. Yeah. Which, uh, like I said, it's different when I do it versus when it's demanded of me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like when you're growing up, you get home from school, your parents aren't home yet. You're like, you see the dishwasher full. You're like, you know, like I could, I could empty the dishwasher right now. Like make, make my parents' life a little easier type stuff. Yeah. But if you came home and your parents was already home and it was like, and you thought about it, but then you didn't do it right away. And then it was like, hey, go unload the dishwasher. You're like, now I don't want to do it because you told me to do it type mm-hmm. thing. You know, like it's because like just because I feel like, you know, I want to be a gentleman and I want to pay for something doesn't mean you should expect that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to know your boundaries as well. Because I feel like it's extremely sexist just to think that like, ah, oh, he's the man he should pay for it no matter what. Because I could flip, like I said, I could flip that table right back on you and be like, all right, if I'm paying 100% of the rent, I expect you to cook, clean, and do whatever I want you to do because you're living under my roof at that point. Like, they want to talk about, like, well, we splitting rent. We're not even dating. We're just roommates. Hey, I'm paying all the rent, and you're living here. You're my kid at that point. <laughs> you're not paying no bills. You're my child. You do what I tell you to do. Yeah, you little boy to me. So, <laughs> I don't... I don't know, man. Like I just, like I was just sitting there and I was, I just reading all the replies, which of course they're all different now because the tweet's older, so you know different replies popped off at different times. I'm trying to see if I can get down, uh, see if I can find some of them that are not explicit. I know we cussed a couple times on the show, but it doesn't mean we need to throw it around all the time. But. uh there was one, you know, like, and guys are in here making jokes about about cheating if they're having to pay 100% of the rent and all that stuff. Like, like, yeah, there's 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 a girl right here who said if he's paying for the full rent, ain't that his spot? And you just be living there like a child or something? Like, that's what I, isn't that what I just said? Like, there's, so I, I'm not trying to stereotype all females. I'm not saying all females think this way. There's. There's plenty of females out there that think, and there's some men out there that be like, I would never let my girl live with me and split the rent. You know, like some dudes, I feel like some dudes like to flex that. Like it's a big deal to them. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if you're, if you're in a relationship with a girl and if you're able to pay by yourself, yes. But I feel like there's times like, even with you having the money, there's going to be times where you're going to be like, Hey, can you help me? If you have it, yeah. then yeah, bro. That's being in love with someone. Like if, if 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 you move in with somebody and they ask you to pay half the rent and you're like, I'm the woman, I shouldn't have to pay half the rent, you're not in love with that person, in my opinion. You're in the wrong relationship because you don't care enough to pay half the rent, which means you don't care half enough to be their significant other, you know what I'm saying, type, type deal. So, like I said, it's the way I was raised. If I had the money to pay different when you start expecting it because now it's like I'm being nice out of the kindness of my heart and paying for it. Don't start expecting that because now to me that's kind of taking advantage of it type type deal, you know. And I fully expect if I'm paying all the rent, you know, if there's if there's a month where, you know, my car breaks down, I'm, I'm paying 100 percent of the rent. You're not touching the bills, and then for one month. So okay, I got a question. I, 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 I have a scenario like in my head. Okay, I know somebody's going through this. So say for instance, what you got? You got. You both of y'all got a kid with somebody, right? Okay. And your girl... Me and my girl got kids yeah, with different people? No, no, you got a kid with your girl. Together, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you and your girl, y'all, y'all, y'all been doing pretty good. Y'all had to come up, you know what I'm saying? And usually your girl makes your girl make more money than you. Okay. 
She make way more than you do. Gotcha. But you work, you part-time, she full-time, but you pay the rent. But when you're home, your girl, she expects you to take care of the kid. She, you're going to class, you're doing classes on top of that. She expects you to like have the house clean and shit like that. Something usually that you would find a girl doing, she wants you to do. Yeah. And she just be chilling because she be working these long hours. Is she paying the rent or am I paying the rent? You're paying the rent. So, okay. how do you feel about, like, how do you feel about that, like, you doing basically everything, and then whenever it's time, like, it's an argument, she throwing her, like, she throwing in your face that she made more money than you, and stuff like well, that. Well, first of all, if you got a girl that's throwing money back in your face when y'all get into an argument, I don't think that's a girl that's down for you in the long run. Like, anybody that's willing to go to that place and hurt you like that, to me, is just childish, and it's not ready for that relationship. Um, second of all, um... If I'm paying the rent, like, I don't know. That's a very weird situation to be in. Because, like, because cause also, 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 I'm about to say, in this scenario, you, you, you lost money. So, you, your check came in. It's time to pay rent. You can't pay rent. You're late on your car payment as well. And you're looking for her to help you. How do you feel? Do you feel like she should help you? Hell, yeah. I feel like she should help me. Because we're in this relationship together. And we're, if we're deep in, we got a kid. We're living together. You know, we're we're two rings away from being, you know, from being as, as serious of a relationship as you can be. Mm-hmm. We're we're a, a marriage license away from being as serious as you could possibly be. If you can't help me out for one month while I'm down bad because, you know, first of all, I should be looking for another job to be working full-time hours at some point. But uh, I don't know. It's a weird situation to be in because I feel like usually you're not going to have the person that's part-time pay all the bills while the person that makes more money doesn't pay the bills. That's super weird to me in the first place. Um, so I get where the girl's coming from there. If she wants me to, to do all this stuff, cause I have more time to be with the kid cause I'm only working part-time and I'm only doing, and I'm doing school on top of it. I get that, but I don't know. That's a really weird situation to be in. Uh, at that point I would try to pay half the rent. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like people are going into relationships expecting to be catered. I feel like both sexes do that, though. Like, yeah. They, it depends on the person. It depends on the person. It depends on the sex of the person. I mean, like, there's people like me that look at uh, some some guys and be like, oh, I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't take care of the kids? No, like, like, like in that predicament, no, I'm not taking care of the kid all the time. Like, it's half and half. If I'm paying. Because I'm telling you, if it's of a newborn, newborns pick up on everything. So if you were a daddy most of the time, he is going to become a daddy's boy more than he is a yeah. mama's boy. Yeah, yeah. So then you don't want that to happen because he gets to the point where he grows up and he resents mama than he more than he, and he, and he loves daddy more. Like, well, yeah. I feel like that's always going to happen though. Like we can, I think we can all agree that you grow up. And I love my dad to death. I'm not. I know he might listen. Well, to like this. It's, I'm saying, vice versa. If he ends up going because he's with daddy a lot more. <laughs> Ooh. Um I don't know. Like now say if if the girl is is working the full-time job, I'm working part-time and she's paying the bills or at least paying half the bills, I would expect myself to pick up the extra slack around, you know. It's like if I'm it's the same way around. It has nothing to do with gender at all. Like if I'm working full-time and I'm paying all the bills, my girlfriend works part-time and we have a kid and she's not paying any bills, I would expect her to help with the kid more than I would, just because she's around more. 
it doesn't even really have to do anything with the money. It's just I'm spending my money to keep the house up and you know keeping keeping a roof over our heads. You're around the house more. I feel like you should help with the kid more. I think also another big thing that I hate about our generation is like the the social media influence in relationships. Because I've been seeing a lot of people like they just take their relationships to like to, like Snapchat and like Twitter and stuff. Like, Yo. if you're going through something with somebody, bro, leave that shit off the internet. Yeah, like, bro. if you're having problems, leave that shit off the internet. Like, that you is... don't have to explain to yourself why you're doing this, this, and this. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Because, I mean, it, like, bro. even... Bro. What's up? Just stop. <laughs> like, all bullshit aside, all jokes aside, bro, I'm going to be the one to say it, bro. Everybody got a story, and that's true. And you're like, you know, it's like your opinion. Everybody entitled to it, but like, nobody cares. That's true. Nobody gives a fuck what you're going through in that particular time. Oh, I thought he was telling me he don't give a fuck about what I'm saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the point am I fucking being no, on no, the show no, for? <laughs> no, no, like, but for real, like, I'm not saying that to be like an asshole or the the the. the villain per se but like genuinely speaking especially on snapchat people just viewing through that shit they click 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 it through especially when you put in books bro like, like you like ain't gotta the black screen that's to, full of text you ain't gotta explain shit to nobody i can no pull up three man, people on my woman, snapchat like, right now i can pull up one like bro we grown we grown bro like you ain't gotta explain shit to nobody you know what I'm saying if you're going through something behind the scenes, by all means, you can reach out. I'm not saying that, but yeah, like I said, your shit on the internet for for you know venting reasons or whatever. You just gotta be careful with what you getting out because you getting out what you're putting in, and you are gonna be one of them uh, backwards motherfuckers talking about everybody in my business, but you putting it out there. That's yeah, the truth. Yeah, that's real. That's the truth. Cause I hate that. Like I'm telling you, bro. There's so many people I could. I just. I showed you one. Like, they just go to social media and be like, I hate my life. This nigga don't do shit. Da, 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 da. And there's there's certain people that like, they'll post something and then I'll ask them and they'll be dry as hell trying to explain it. And I'll be like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, obviously, you don't feel like talking to me. And then I'll look back at their story two hours later and they're like, why is everybody up on my business? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what? You just asked me to be in your business. That's real. You posted That's real. that shit. Like, That's real. Like I said, if you want to, like, if, if, me and, if me and my girl are having problems and I send you it and I'm trying to get your unbiased opinion on it, or, you Well, know, that's also another thing, like, That's different than me posting well, it to Twitter. I will say this. Po- I will say this. Posting a poll friend, on Twitter. Like, because I used to be that guy. I used to be that guy. Hmm. That I wanted to help my friends out so much and, like, my, like, siblings and stuff like that. Like, I used to be that guy that, like, got too deep into it where you're trying to help somebody out. Yeah. And you're deep into that shit. Don't do that. No. I'm telling you now. you're not going to help. You're hurting. Yeah, you're hurting the situation. I'm telling you now, learn from my mistakes. That is the wrong way to take, bro. Stay out of your... (laughs) Stay out the way. Yeah, stay out of the way, bro. I just also... I just also... My bad, but... um, Yeah, stay, stay out of the way, bro. Like, if they're going through something, they're going through something. Stay out the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if somebody asks for your advice, like to me, like if, and I'm going to tell you this straight up, like y'all get into a relationship and you're having issues and you come to me. Now, certain times I'm not going to call you out on your bullshit just because I'm not, 
confrontation. But I would rather you call me out of my. Body. I want to. In my heart of hearts, I want to be like, nah, I'm gonna be 100% with you, bro. Like, you're being an idiot. She's right. But, like, there's certain parts of me that, like, I don't want to be confrontational and come at you like that. So that's the only time I would really hold it in. But, like, I'll tell you, like, if you want my unbiased opinion, you better, you know, if you tell me, hey, no bullshit, tell me, like, what do you think about this situation? Is she right? Am I right? You know, what am I doing wrong? And I'm going to try to break it to you as nicely as possible. Be like, you know, maybe if you did this, you could avoid that type shit. Yeah. So I just, that whole rent thing, like, it's just, it's so, it's so sexist. Honestly, I think it's, I think it's bigger in the relationship, bro. Like, because like, there be a lot of niggas that really do get into relationship with females. Sorry for throwing interrupts me, but it's a lot of people that get into the, Relationships with girls, and they also like they be promising a lot when they get into it, bro. Everybody, a lot of people be getting into relationships and they be pillow talking the hell out of these girls. And a lot of girls do want you to like come up on what you're talking about, and they might not, they might not like throw it on you to be like pressure wise, be like, hey, like you said you was gonna do this, where this, that, da, da, da. yeah, and you don't do it, like. Don't talk about the game if yeah. you're not going to back it up. Shotty got, Shotty got all rights to be the way that she is. Bro. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going in there telling, like, in the pillow talking stage and all that stuff. I'm not going in saying, yeah, you don't got to pay for shit around me. I'm going to pay for everything. I'm not going to do that. Because there is, there's going to be times where I don't have the money to physically do it. As much as I want to, and I'd love to do that for you because I care about you as a person. I want to take care of you. There are certain times where I don't, I'm not going to have the money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not living out in Calabasas yet, bro. Like, right, I, I, I plan to be out there one day. I plan to be able to take care of my girl like that, but I'm not there yet. So I can't, I'm not going to talk that game because there's going to be certain times where I can't back it up. Also, I feel like it looks better for you if you don't talk about it and then you do it. Because if I say I'm going to spoil you and then I spoil you, I'm just meeting expectations. I'm not doing shit at that point. All I'm doing is hitting the bare minimum, really, because I told you I was going to do that. But isn't that, now, if isn't I go that what in, you want to do that? No, no, no. What you want to do is not say anything about it. And then when you spoil it, she's like, wow, he's really going over the top. Because I didn't tell you I was going to do that before. You know what I'm saying? When you tell somebody you're going to spoil them, now that's the expectation. So, but a so lot you're of girls, either meeting the expectations but or a you're lot of girls, short. A lot of girls, quote unquote, have trust issues. So if you end up doing it and they're like, wow, somebody never did this for me. Or like you actually are doing what you said you were going to do. That also means a lot to people as well. I feel that, but I always feel like it means more when you don't brag about it before or after the fact. If you're one of the dudes that spends all the money on the girl, and then when you get in an argument, you're like, well, I guess I'll just stop paying for shit. You're an asshole. Like, don't be that guy either, because those people are Also, don't be that person to take stuff back if you buy something for Exactly. We got into that earlier, too. That's not the thing to do. If, If you buy something for somebody, and you're like, hey... You know, here's this for your birthday. I'm going to give you this. You know, I think you deserve this. Here's this for happy birthday. And then y'all get in a fight two weeks later. That's not yours, bro. You gave that to her. You gave that to him. That's not yours. Mm-hmm. You bought that. You gave that to them. That's their property now. Now, in a whole breaking up situation, that might be a little bit different. Not really, in my opinion. Now, if you're married, that's different. Because now there's legal ties. We got to get a lawyer involved. I fucking... The whole the whole foundation of marriage to me is stupid. Like, hey, I love you so much. I feel like I want to get the government involved. Let's sign some documents to where you can't leave unless we mutually agree to leave each other. Type like that's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just love each other. And a lot of people will tell me that's just me looking for an easy way out in a relationship. 
that's just it's so goofy to me like like that how dumb did that sentence just sound I love you so much. I want to sign. I want to put it in legal document. I want to sign it, date it, and have a judge sign off about how much I love you. And if I ever want to decide I don't love you, you have to mutually agree to that so we can get divorced. That's the dumbest so, shit to me. See, so you you don't think prenups are worthy? In- I do think they are. I don't think marriage itself is worthy. Like if you fuck with someone, I don't think getting the government involved is the thing that seals the deal for me. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's that's, I, that's that's just how I feel about it. Like, I really thought about it. You like know what that. I'm saying? Like, because that's all marriage is is you're 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 having to judge witness it. You're having to judge make it a legal thing that you guys are married now. The only thing has changed is you got that piece of paper and two and the rings. Last names. Yeah, yeah, and if you if she takes your last name or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So you ever you ever heard of the girls taking the guys' last name? Girls taking the guys. Like, I mean, the guys taking the girls' name. It's a possibility. Really? Yeah. I can happen. Yeah, hell yeah, it can happen. You have people, it's a lot more common now than it used to be. It used to be like a foregone conclusion, the girl takes the guy's name type deal. Now you got people that are hyphenating names. I mean, like. Well, yeah, I mean, my name's hyphenated. I have my dad and my mom's name. Yeah, so like, I mean, to put it into somewhat of perspective, like, like if I started dating Megan Fox tomorrow, like, and we got married, I don't expect Megan Fox to change her last name to mine. You know what I'm saying? Type deal. Megan Fox Burke. Yeah, I don't expect Burke. her to hyphenate Fox. either because that yeah, just. Beyonce's is Nose Carter. Yeah. Because yeah. people know you as that name. I'm well, not going to make you change. Yeah, it. I think if you're of that status, then it's smart to do it like that. But. To hyphenate it? I mean, it's just a brand new name. Honestly, I feel like that's sexist when you saying that. What? To say that if you're of that status, that you should. Hyphenate? Yeah. Well, if you're at that status, I don't think you should change your last name. I do feel last... like I'm sexist. I don't think, like, if you're at that famous status, you shouldn't change your last name to something else. Because that's how people know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, people know Megan Fox is Megan Fox. People don't know her as Megan Fox like Bur- him, or Megan Like Bur- Haley Bieber. You know like Haley Bieber. She did a Haley Baldwin Bieber. Or yeah. Bieber Baldwin. Or like that. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It's And also, it completely depends on the person. That's completely different per relationship and per person, so... Next thing that we got, Shark G, frontrunner of hip-hop's group, Digital Underground, died at the age of 57. Um, another loss for the rap community. It's tough, man. Yeah, 2020 was just the beginning. Apparently. 2021 got hands, too. She ratcheted. 2021 <laughs> is... It's a little different, because I feel like 2021 is at least taking... No, 2021 was... 2020, 2020 was... Uh, 2020 was snatching 17-year-olds. That's the issue. 2020 That's April. That's real, but like, how many deaths have we really had this year compared to last year, bro? We're only getting started. It's only April. Yeah. We're four months in. That's not. Yeah, that's right. But also, like I said, like, we lost Shark G. But like, last year, beginning of. But the beginning of last year, Juice World, Juice World was taken in 2019. We started off with Kobe, then Pop Smoke. And that was in like a three week radius. Yeah, bro. Then you got Chadwick Boseman. Oh my god! But like he 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 his was more like undercover. Like he knew he was. Ever since twenty nineteen, they've been wild now with killing famous people, regardless of age. Yeah. So, I don't know what's in the water up there, but so earlier I looked on Twitter and Yachty was getting into a rant, per usual. And Yachty is one of those guys. He 
doesn't care. He talks back to the fans. But Yachty ended up getting into a uh, like argument on Twitter, and somebody was like, "Your rap, your raps was whack." And I'm talking about Michigan, Michigan boy boat, and they were talking about like the style of Detroit, and they said all your lyrics were mid at best. They were talking, and they kept continuing to go, and they were like, "You can't even dress." Ooh. You suck at dressing. They're going at <laughs> and then he was just he continued to just keep going. And I was yeah. like, honestly, at this point in your status, you don't have to even argue with these people. I don't know why you let it get to you. I don't think you should have to argue with anybody. I think Travis Scott could walk up and tell you that shit. Yeah. I don't care. Like, like I've hit this level. I don't, like, that's that's the. But he ended up posting the picture. Have some self-confidence, you know what I'm saying? He ended up posting the picture, and then Yachty basically just said, like, he tweeted out that he just wanted his respect. He holds his own in the right, quote, I hold my own on this rap shit. That's all I really care about at the end of the day. People play up my name like I don't rap my fucking ass off. Then he ended up said, not only am I the, an amazing rapper, I'm also one of the best dressed. So I wanted to ask you guys if you agreed that he's one of the best dressed and an amazing rapper. He is a great generation. He is a great rapper. Um, it's hard for me to try to compare him to anybody else, though, because he is, he is one of a kind. I'll tell you that much. That's right. I'll lead yeah. the story with that. There is nobody in the game like Lil Yachty. There's nobody that raps like him. Nobody's voice is like his. Nobody dresses like him. Nobody spends as much money on shoes as he does. He is a, is a one-of-a-kind dude. So, to start there, like, I do think he's insanely talented. I think I think the best is still yet to come. Like, I think he's got even more in his arsenal. Um, as far as fashion, I don't pay attention as much. Mm-hmm. I've seen his sneaker shop videos before. I've seen the sneaker tour in his closet. He's got kick game, I'll tell you that much. I mean, definitely got heat on his feet at all times. His toes do not get cold. So, uh, as far as the rest of the fashion, <laughs> I'm not tapped in as much in the fashion game, so I'll let him talk about that because that's that's, that's my forte. So. Oh, Yadi is a rapper in fashion. Bro, hey. I'm not even gonna speak on it. Like, just giving them that extra attention is what they're looking for. Like, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's trying to cloud chase and get, get, get that attention factor. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not giving to him. Y'all, do you know? It's not a self-proclaimed thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like it speaks for himself. You know what I'm saying? You can go on Google right now, look up his name, and just go through his Getty images and see what's on his feet or what's on his body. Pause. But yeah. I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm not going to say that because honestly, as a podcast, we're part of the media and the media, we're going to talk about what we can talk about. But no, I, I feel, no, I feel like, cool. like the man knows what he's doing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm he's, not finna. I'm I think not finna he's, sit here and go through like why Gotti's goaded. Like, he's I'm trying to. I think he's shit. trying to raise awareness so more people don't talk like the dude that was talking crazy. But lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. The other day, that's how I feel about it. Like I'm definitely not finna get in no argument over Same myself Yachty. now. Now, if we're getting an argument over sports, like if I'm getting into the goat debate with somebody, that's a different thing. But if if somebody's trying to call me something or like you know your your styles whack, whatever, da, 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 or 
your sports being your stretch. Da, da, da. I don't care what you have to think about. Well, that. like I said, like, I always said that Yachty was one of the front, like the leading front fathers of like the whole generation movement with 2016, that rap class. Because, like, as far as we got Uzi, I think personally, I do feel like Uzi is that. Pinnacle. He's the that top. top guy. Yeah. Then you have him, and then you have you have Yachty. You have Twenty One. Um, who else was in that? I don't. Denzel Curry is not really. There's one more. Uzi, Twenty One, Yachty, Denzel Kodak. Curry, Kodak. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in and out of jail. Kodak's so much. too in and out of jail to be <laughs> talked about. <laughs> he's been in and out of jail so much. That just interferes with him. I mean, yeah, Kodak is still like right now. He's rapping some of his best raps. Bro. I would when you're talking strict bar for bar, lyric for lyric. Man, that is, little Easter song he dropped on Easter. He is. Remember what we talked about last week? Oh, he's talking about Dre about that earlier, bro. Like, I really do feel like this man got out of jail and just started rapping his ass off. When it, when, remember we was talking about the freestyles last week. Yachty's rapping lately like he's got bills to pay and he's got zero dollars in his bank account. Like he's he's rapping to put food. It's on the just table like right you now. gotta think like, about yeah. it though. Like that Detroit rapping that he's doing right now. Some of the substance is not really substance of like trying to rap, rap, rap. Like you talking about Yachty or Kobe? yeah, like that whole that whole sound that he's getting with, bro. It's a bunch of niggas like. I told you one of my favorite V's lines, and then, like, the song, like, the one with Baby Tron that I like, Baby Tron said that they're trying to steal the sauce. I'm not going to talk to you, Plankton. Like, that was a bar, but it's not a bar that's going to make you just think elevated. Like, he's giving you good, you know what I'm saying? He's not going to give you a 16 bars. Do I think Yachty can go on a track and give you a straight 16 bars? Yes, because I think he did that with Cortex. Fair but I don't think that the motherfucker is trying to do that on these Detroit type of beats. Like, well, I don't think I think the and modern, that's why they, that's why I think people are trying to come at him and look at him for like no nigga you're not coming to him to look at him like J Cole bruh. like there's a difference between somebody giving you bars and somebody giving you these astronomical like Kendrick Lamar bars like these niggas is not on the same tier bro yeah there it takes a special kind of rapper to go out there and go sixteen bars in a row you know what I'm saying yeah, like, like nigga this is not Andre fucking three stacks we're not going to Yachty for this type of shit like this nigga can rap like. He can rap his ass off, but like trying to put this nigga on a goddamn biggie beat and tell this nigga you're to trying go to put off. him. Yeah, you're trying to like we said, we're talking about realistic comparisons. Like, stop comparing people to Drake; they're never going to reach that level. Mm-hmm. People are trying to like look at Yachty's songs and I know, compare honestly, him bro, to some of the best lyricists in the game. I want to say something, but they don't want to say that about their other rappers. Though. Going That's back on that, I say Drake has his own level, but I feel like there's a lot of people that that we kind of like. We kind of put off that we'll probably outdo Drake or is on a Drake level. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I would agree with that statement. Because I feel like the media doesn't allow that. We talk about we talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. Like, it's all about how you're portrayed. And Drake is no, marketed listen, 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 better listen. than any rapper that's ever existed. I'm not telling you. I'm not, I don't agree with that. I don't fully agree with that. Really? I don't fully agree with that because I wanted to say this. Kendrick. Kendrick is that guy, bro. Yeah. Like, I feel like Kendrick is such a good, like, such one of those dudes that Kendrick could really, he could do that. Well, yeah. Like, like Humble is going to play at Dicks. Yeah. It's going to be one of those songs. But that's the only song off the album that gets played at Dicks. Drake's got half his album that's played at Dicks. That's the issue. So, I mean, I just... Like I said, to me, when it comes down to Drake, it's more about the marketing aspect of anything. Like, I don't think anybody's marketed like Drake. I don't think Kendrick is. I don't think Jay Cole it. 
I don't think J. Cole is. I don't think, I mean, copy-paste any rapper's name. Nobody's marketed the way Drake is. Wayne wasn't in his prime. The only guy that was ever marketed like Drake was Eminem. <laughs> and that's because he's white. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, Drake is definitely that guy, bro. And I think Travis is getting to that point where he's getting to the Drake level. I think he could be marketed because he markets himself that way. Yeah. That's why I think Travis can hit that level. It's because... I think Kendrick is, but the thing about Kendrick is, like, this this long extent break that he's taking with the music, which I don't think it's a break. I think he's making music. We just don't know. Um, I just... Every time I think about Kendrick taking a break from music, all I think is how we got Black Friday and then... Never got anything else from him and Cole. You love that so much. I, who doesn't? Like, of, as a fan of lyrical rap music, how can, like, the the worst part about that was is that they dangled that tape in front of everybody's face, and they're like, nah, just kidding. Because like, if, if we don't ever talk about it, like, if it's a hypothetical, honestly, it, like, it doesn't the mean bar that much. Like, Kendrick Lamar said that, Nobody could handle those two be on the same mixtape together. It's real, bro. It is, yeah. Because I, I feel agree. like so many people would hate on it, bro. I really no. I'm be rich. I feel like so many people would hate on it more than they loved it because they expected something more or they expected something less than it. Like, well, at this rate, yeah, there's a solid chance that I would hate on it. That's because, the biggest thing that because I've waited. I the, they teased it six years ago, and they'd say it drops tomorrow. It's gotta be a ten because I've waited six years for it. Now, if they had never talked about it and it just drops tomorrow, no expectations, that's a different thing. It's hard. Rappers have to really try to manage the expectations that they put on themselves. I hate that. That's what Cardi did with a whole lot of red. I feel like he just, the expectations were through the roof. I hate the fact that that we even let artists like that do that. Like, Drake and Future need to be the last artist to get together and make a mixtape together like that, to be real with you. Because letting two, like, big artists of that sort get together and do that, I feel like that deteriorates at their work, bro. Really? Yeah, I really do. I'm okay with them doing because, it, Because, like, Travis and Quavo doing that same thing, Quavo was at the top of his peak. Travis was upcoming, and he was still making an name for himself, and I feel like that really fucked Travis up in a way. Because not a lot of people like Honcho, Jack Jack Honcho. Well, those people don't know music, so I don't know what to tell you about that. I'm that weird, a lot of people really don't like that album, bro. And I really... Oh, and, I, and now you look at it... Them being at the primes that they were at that time. Think about it. Coming off of Culture One. Coming off yeah, coming off of Culture One. And then Kim coming off of Birds. Yeah. Them coming collabing on that tape. A lot of people were expecting a lot of great music from them because they had a lot of great stuff coming out. Especially with Kelly Price and everything. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you get to that point and you're like I feel like it met the expectations, so I'm not gonna lie to you. I but I've always been one of the bigger fans of that album though. I just don't know. I think Drake and Future was the last. Like, honestly, I don't even think it's better than What a Time to Be Alive. I think it's, like, that was the last good tape that we're going to get before What a Time to Be Alive was the Kanye and the Jay-Z thing, and that's it. Leave it at that. I'm good with it. People want to do it, but the main thing is, like... Just know that it's going to bring a lot of expectations. Yeah, exactly. You can't... Don't don't set the bar. Like, if you you want to drop that tape, like, if... I don't know what... I got a a good one for you. So... Jay Electronica did okay. his thing. Yeah. And Jay-Z was on it, but Jay-Z was uncredited. Okay. So it was Jay Electronica, but it was practically a collab album with both of them. Because every song had Jay-Z on it. Yeah. But Jay-Z left his name off. So when you listen to it, you're like, they, Jay-Z should have just put his fucking name on it. 
Yeah. But in going to it, you're like Jay Electronica album. You're gonna listen to it, see what it's fucking about. Yeah. That doesn't fuck Jay Electronica up because now it's one of his best albums just because Jay Z was on there. True. But it's also not on Jay Z's discography, so you can't really blame him for that being there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. it was really that bad of an album, yeah, his name is not on it. Because I'm telling you, there was maybe two songs on there that didn't have Jay-Z. Everything else had Jay-Z on it. Yeah. So. To me, that's just Jay-Z letting him make money for himself. Like, because I feel like he puts his name on there. The spotlight's not on Jay Electronica. They're here to oh, listen yeah, to Jay-Z no, type deal. You, brand. Yeah. You, yeah. you go to listen to that album if you like Jay Electronica, and then you're surprised by Jay-Z being on it so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people that go there. If 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 it's a collab album, you probably get a lot more listens right out the gate, but you probably have a lot a lot of haters on it too that are hating on Jay Electronica because they feel like they brought Jay Z down a peg, you know, type deal. So so I agree. Um, I mean, you uh, Twenty One and Offset did their collab tape too without warning. And again, but like that one's kind of different because it was kind of like they don't feel like they were major artists as it was dropping. People were away like he was the best rapper in Migos. So yeah, like Twenty One wasn't there yet. Twenty One is coming. He off was Sam's. also coming off. He was coming off Issa. Oh, was it? Yeah, he was coming off Issa, which honestly is I think one of his worst albums. In his one of his worst albums. Yeah, and I don't even think it's because it's that bad of an album. I just think his discography is that good, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, it really I is. think you put it up. Well, you stack Bank it against... But just, he had commercial success with Bank Account, and that was probably the best song that was on that album. He had commercial success with the well, album. Not to me, at least. I like a couple of songs in that album. Yeah. Well, you have to... Like like I said, I don't think that's a bad album. It's just you stack it up against... What's Sabaton, that one song one, that he had on two. there? That he has, like, straight Young Thug ad-libs. Like, ad-libs, like... Young Thug did the albums for the whole album. Oh. You stack yeah, up that, that album against right. Savage Mode 1, Savage Mode 2, and then you throw without warning, and then I don't know if he was credited on Metro Boom's album or not, but that that's one of my favorite. I'm not going to lie to you. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. If you want to know where I land on music, that's like... A, Young Thug does the albums for this whole song. And 21 just raps. This is my favorite song off the team, bro. It's so hard. That's hard. Like I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like it too. Shit. Um, going into it, solid was supposed to be on CLB. Oh yeah, we got so off topic just now. Were we still talking about girls split rent and then we but came I, all the way around? Honestly, we just listening. Like, I, oh, I we were talking about Yachty. Talk about okay. you. I was really just listening. I was like, like, really just. Like, I was trying to figure I, out how we got all the way. That's a podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I was so focused. Like I couldn't really <laughs> even speak on shit. He, he did. Now I ain't gonna lie. He was. Like, yeah, I mean, he was just he trying really, to keep up. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, now I'm here. Like I just like really was really like wow. We're we're steps. So CLB. I was supposed to have Solid off of Slime Language 2. Um, I personally tweeted out. I got a couple of people that liked it and ended up talking to me about it. I think that's a good... Now, people thought that I said that that is good, that it's not on the album because it was a trash song. No. That's what I thought you were talking about. I said that it's good because it was a great song. But what happened was, I know Drake himself, Gunna came on that song and washed everybody. No offense, but Gunna, like that ending... 
I give him a round of applause because I think he really did his. He really went in on that ending. So like, I really do think Drake was like, I'm not gonna have this nigga go hard on me. Well, I feel like it's more of like I feel like he realized that he went harder than him on that song, so why not put it on at yeah, least yeah, a, give it to a them. tape that was catered to Thug to and Gunna, Thug Gunna yeah. in that 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 tape, you know. So I agree with it, and also I feel like that just means that if he was able to look at that song with how good it was, because also you can look at it from the other perspective. If he knows how hard Gunna went on that song. He probably wants that feature on his album. That shows you what he's got lined up for us. If he's willing to just pass that feature off, yeah, that means he must got some heat coming. Well, also, that means Gunner, I guess bring up to Gunner because Gunner was going to be on Drake's album. That would been his first He might still be on it. We don't know yet. Honestly, I was thinking of something. I don't think that, that Gunner's going to be on there. But I do think that uh, I think Baby's going to be on there. Considering what we got from Ones and Needs and the commercial success that that got, do you think it. are those three songs going to be on there? What? No, nah. on the album, those oh. are loose keys. Got you. That's the greatest three stretch of loose keys I've ever seen in my I life. Now, somebody told me, somebody <laughs> said that they don't think Rick Ross is going to be in there. But I was like, if people wanted, if people want you and Drake to make a collab tape, why would you not put Rick Ross on your album? Well, you were just talking about, would you be okay with Drake and Rick Ross doing a collab tape in the future? A hundred percent. Why would I not? Because you were just talking about Future Drake and how it can... But, like, people want that. And I feel people like... People want J. Cole and... But, like, they're, they're, like, five for five or, like, four for four right now, bro. Like, Drake and Rick Ross don't have a bad song together. Now, potentially, they have one bad song on there, on that album, but it's, like, ten slappers. And then, like, so it's, like, nine and then one miss. One miss. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? That Actually. one miss will probably grow on me. Yeah, it's probably not even a miss. It's just, it's kind of hard. It's the same thing with it's bad, like yeah. it's not bad. It's just, it's these songs are just better. So, in fact, honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. Besides Hood Billionaires, Jake, I think Rick Ross. I'm gonna say this. I'll say this wholeheartedly. Rick Ross has one of the best discographies out of a lot of rappers. People don't give that man his credit neither about it either. Nobody gives that man Rick Ross's credit. I've went on a rant before. I've put four tweets back to back to back to back talking about why Rick Ross deserves his respect, bro. I just feel like he's just not marketed like like anybody else's either. Like he's he's such a bro. That nigga's a boss, bro. But it's also because he was a parole officer too. People try to put that against him. Yep. But they're trying to put everything against him. People are trying to put his weight against him to where he wanted to lose weight for a long time. Like, just let the man live. I don't Rick understand. Ross is one of them lyricists, man. He's one of them guys. I agree with you. Um, King James says that, King James meaning, a.k.a. LeBron James, yep. says that he needs new Kendrick. Tell that man to join the club. That's, I mean, that's the truth. He, he tweeted, he's like, man, I need some new Kendrick or something. That's how I feel about it. Join the, join the club. Tyler's been waiting for two years now, so... <laughs> That's one of my favorite rappers. Bro. I've been waiting since Black Friday to get the album with them together on it. I just, I can't, I want it so bad. We're not going to get it. We're not going to, I hope I we think don't. We are. You really think it's going to happen? I think what he's doing right now is he's, he's pushing Keem on us. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to give y'all Keem first. Keem going to give y'all the appetizer. Yeah. I'm coming in. And then he's dropping this. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the collab thing with him and J. Cole. Oh, nah. I don't want it to happen at this point. I'm I don't want it to happen. I, I've wanted it for so long, but I've the problem is I've wanted it for so long now that it's going to be a letdown at this rate. It 
it, it could be the greatest album, greatest rap album ever conceived. It's still my. I just album. feel like after just all the conversations, I want to see what he drops next. Though I'm really excited to see because like now I'm excited to see what both of them after are. damn. It's a tough album to follow, bro. Yeah, it's it's well, like for for Kod with J Cole. He can drop something and it's gonna overdo that, bro. Because I honestly still to this day think that's one of his worst albums. I still love it. I still love KOD. I'm not gonna cap to you. I would agree, but like I said, when you tack it up against Born Sinner and 2014 Forest Hills Drive, just about everything looks like ass. So, right. I mean, I love For Your Eyes Only too. For Your Eyes Only was probably my probably my second or third favorite tape by him. And Born Sinner is after that. I'm not a huge Born Sinner guy, though. That's why. Uh, I've always been... Friday Night Lights, to me, is still probably my number one J. Cole project of all time. Because I truly... It's one of the few albums that has 20-plus songs on it. And I feel like there's not really a miss. Like, I could start that album from the top. I could get to 16 and not even know it. Because I feel like I'm every single song. So, what do you... Like, what do you put KOD in your top? For him, yeah, I would have to look at the discography on top of my head. Like, KOD to me, I don't know, man. He has so much good music. Like, I don't think people really realize how good his discography is. People be hating so much. Are you counting Revenge of the Dreamers 3 as part of his? No no? compilations, all J. Cole solo albums. Okay, so are you counting Friday Night Lights as a solo album? No, it's a mixtape. Okay, so it's a mixtape. So you're talking about just Cold World. Yeah. Born Center, 2014, yeah. Four Your Eyes Only, KOD. Yep. What's those? Yeah. Yep. Um, Just J. Cole, solo albums. For me, don't crucify me this. This is my opinion. I've never been a huge Born Center guy. So I, people tell me that that's his best album of all time. I understand where you're coming from. It's just not my tape. I put 2014, Four Souls Drive first. I put Cold World second. I put Four Your Eyes Only third. And I, I'm, like I said, I'm not dissing on Born Sinner. It's just I, I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of the yeah. way he was on. So I put KOD and then I put Born Sinner at five, to be honest with you. That's just, like I said. Okay. I'm not talking about Friday Night Lights, no mixtapes, solo albums. Which are, which solo are studio albums. J. Cole. J. Cole's five studio albums. So you have Cold World, Sideline Story, Born Sinner, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, Four Eyes Only, KOD. And then the well, follow-up tweaking like a motherfucker. I told you, I just, I, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm that's, not saying that's, it's bad. That's, 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 yeah. no, that's no, what I'm telling you. That's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I've, I'm, like I always told you why I love Born Center. Yeah, that aggressiveness yeah. on that. Different. Crazy. But just being able to like, actually like, I just up like, and see that. And then like the commercial success you did get from that. And like, yeah. watching the like original, like, Coming from Biggie, film and that's Born Center, yes. the opposite of a winner. Shit I'm all crazy. good with you, but, but like, like everything else after that can go whatever. What do you want to do? I mean, my personal opinion, I I favor Born Center over pretty much anything. Other so, than what do you have second, third, and fourth? It don't matter. <laughs> well, I want. He said Born Center. Nah, I mean, I don't really. Yeah, no, I really don't have no order because like. One so, center is just so, that top two. So how do you feel about 2014 Four Seals Drive? I think it was a great album. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't Born Center. See, the way I feel about it, like, I like, get it with you coming with that that aggressiveness. That's why you like it. That's why I listen to Kendrick. 
I feel like Kendrick brings that aggressiveness better than J. Cole does. But so when, I'm going to listen to J. Cole. But when J. Cole was stuff. bringing it, he was better than Kendrick. Do you think aggressive J. Cole is better than aggressive Kendrick? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? Yeah. 100%. Wow. Yeah. I never thought I'd hear somebody say that. I'm be real with you. Because what? Because, like, I'm coming in the direction that he was coming with Born Center. It just was different. Especially during that time. I feel like I need different. to go back and listen to it. Because my music opinion because has changed a lot. Especially, and especially like, for everything, bro. Like, you start with the, I'm a Born Center. And it goes into, like, being Illuminati. And then you go down. And then, like, oh, my God. What's that sample? Is it Chris Rock? The yeah. one where he, where he was like, the one before that one song was like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jermaine's yeah. interlude is one of my. It's crazy that an interlude is one of my favorite things on that album. But Jermaine's interlude is one of my favorite. Which one is that? Uh, it's. I'm pretty sure it's on Board Center. Let me look. Jermaine's interlude. Let's see if I'll play it. Some power trips on that album. Or it's the more money. I'm gonna listen to that tonight. Yeah, I th- like I said, I feel like I need to go back and listen to it because. Uh, yeah, bro. If you tried to show me the kid, oh, no, it's the, the mo, it's the mo money in it. I love the song. Like the, this is hard. It's because if you tried to show me Alfredo back when I listened to this, I probably wouldn't have thought it was. No, that's right. My my music opinion and my outlook on music. This song. This, 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 this is. Yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. That's arguably my favorite thing off there. But like I said, I need to go back and listen to it again. My, I feel like my opinion will change on it. Uh, yeah, it's a different time. Like, and don't get me wrong, Kendrick is. I think the thing that put Kendrick over for me is seeing him compose an album and him solely compose it. You know what I'm saying? That whole Dreamville compilation was a bunch of guys coming in. Yeah, and not him, not J Cole taking over, but his label owner taking over. Yeah, so. Seeing J- seeing Kendrick do that, seeing him like go behind the scenes and like like he kind of changed up his look. I think <sighs> that Black Panther album did wonders for me. For for my opinion on him though, because like I said, it's different to put out an album that's an eight or Kendrick nine out of ten. It's it's one thing to put out a great album. It's one thing to put out a great soundtrack. To put out a great album that is also a great soundtrack that is arguably a Grammy-nominated album as a soundtrack and as a regular album is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he was he was getting awards for the best soundtrack, and that was arguably a Grammy nomination for best rap album. Yeah. As, while it's still being a soundtrack. But also, like, it's what he could do with his voice, like the cadence, the high yes. pitch and low pitch, and, like, how that, you that, do that. That, oh, that, that is that, just music genius. That is fun. That Black Panther album is one of my favorite albums from him at all time, like, it's it's got stiff competition, obviously, but like I don't know, like because I feel like he hits such a range, and obviously I I love the MCU, I love the Marvel universe, so that that movie and that soundtrack means a lot to me as well, because I picture and now it has even more meaning now that Chadwick Boseman has passed away, so like I feel like it just taps into a whole new level at this point. That one kind of forever took over. It did. <laughs> it got it took over to the point where he was sick of doing it. I can't tell you how many red carpet pictures I've seen of him. Just tired. Just tired. Oh, I'm so sick of putting my arms <laughs> on my chest like this. God damn. Got to play the character in through. Exactly. That's what the MCU is about, though. That's yeah. how serious those fans are. You got to be in character at all times. Ask Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Do you think he has to just be stuck up all the time? Just be this. Who, RDJ? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Nah, he's not like that at all, I don't think. 
He plays it well. Yeah. And he's, to me, he does it now, and it's more funny than anything. Because, mm-hmm. like, he'll act like he's done talk shows and everything and acted like a Karen before. Mm-hmm. That stuff is so funny to me. Because that's not how he is. He's a nice guy. Like, And it's so crazy that there was a solid chance that he's, like, y'all realize, like, he was damn near blacklisted from Hollywood when Stanley gave him that role. Yeah. And then he turned into the foundation piece of the biggest... I can't I can't if he died. I can't see nobody else playing. Iron no, Man. no one can play Iron Man. I don't think anybody can touch Wolverine either. To me, uh, yeah. Why am I blanking on his name? Who plays Wolverine? Jack Blackman. No, 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 no. Oh, no Jack close. or Hugh Jackman. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. You're there. Yeah, you got me there. So I don't think anybody can play Wolverine again either. He's there's. You could try Jack Blackman. <laughs> I'm a Jack Black, and I put the in. Okay. Yeah, you, but you got me there, <laughs> okay. so we got there. That's all that matters. So there's, but I feel like that way about a lot of the guys in the MCU too. Like, it's very you've seen it when in uh, in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that came out recently. When uh, I don't remember what that dude's name is because I haven't watched it, so don't text me no spoilers. I need to watch it because I know it's good. But, like, they tried to hand the shield to this guy, and he's like, I am Captain America. And everyone's like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> no one's Captain America, but Chris Evans. Like, they bullied this man out of the role. They basically almost had to, like, he was so sick because he got so much hate on the I'm internet. Gonna you, when I was, whenever they put Tom Holland as Spider-Man, yeah. I didn't like it. At first, now, I love it. You can't picture anybody can't, else. Well, no. As the, much, guy, the guy who played the original Spider-Man. Here's the, here's the thing, man. I love Tobey Maguire. I love those I movies. Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man. I think. He is. He like, definitely is. But like, I kind of like... Here's like here's my thing. Like, I think... I might get this mixed up. But like, Tobey Maguire, to me, is the best... I don't know. I feel like they each have their roles. Like, Tom Holland was hit the balance. Like, Andrew Garfield was... Too much Spider-Man, not enough Peter Parker, or vice versa. I I forget the roles that people put on him because they're like Tobey Maguire was a, be, a a really good Peter Parker, but he wasn't. He was a really good Spider-Man. He wasn't a great Peter Parker. And then Andrew Garfield was he was a really good Peter Parker, but he wasn't a great Spider-Man. Tom Holland is great at both. That's yeah. the thing. So the only thing I really he don't makes like it a bit funny. the only thing I don't really like about the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies is that like because you remember the original with Tobey Maguire, Aunt May is like sixty-seven years old. She's like thirty eight, and she's a milf in these movies. So, <laughs> oh, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, his movies was cringe. Aunt May had Charles Gambino in his movie, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, his, his movie was cringe, bro. I don't know. I didn't like it. That was Andrew Garfield's. Yeah, yeah, the middle one. Yeah, that's the one that not a lot of people like. I didn't like. You that. have to be a true Spider Man fan to like Andrew Garfield. I did not like that one, bro. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But that's what happens in the MCU, though. You got to realize, like. We just finished the last true installment of the, of your the MCU. Who's your favorite superhero? I've always been a Captain America guy. I can't lie to you. But I'll tell you what. Mine's Spider-Man, bro. Thor's, Thor's stealing, no pun intended, Thor's stealing the thunder because mm. Thor Ragnarok was one of my favorite movies of all time. I I love. Who's your favorite superhero? That's tough. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You love Spider-Man? Yeah. Like Thor's, when he cut his hair, I'm not going to lie to you. Like that's where. I kicked it. Thor Ragnarok's one of my favorite Marvel Dude, movies. Of all time. I gotta watch Spider Man tonight. Hey, you got a lot of stuff to do tonight, now, so no money. <laughs> yeah. Well, before I go to bed, I'll probably watch it tonight. It's just one of those things. Like you got to gotta think, Robert Downey Jr. has played Iron Man since two thousand and eight, bro. You know oh. what grade you were in in two thousand eight? Fourth grade. 
I don't remember when I was. I don't even remember. That was too long ago. I was in fourth grade. Well, we had we had Spider Man on tape. Yeah. So I think that's probably why I like it too. I was I born in 1998. That means in 2000, 2008, I was 10 years old. Robert Downey Jr. just finished his last Marvel movie last year or two years ago, I think now. Two years ago. Because it was before the pandemic. Because he died. Yeah, obviously. So you got to think. Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man from when I was 10 years old to basically until I was 21. He played that role. And he killed it. He wasn't no mid-actor. He Spider-Man no more. What? The one where he had Sandman, Green Goblin. Who else? That was Spider-Man 3. Yeah, who was the other villain? You had Venom that came in. Venom. Oh, that movie was five. You know what's funny is that most Spider-Man fans hate that movie. They think that's one of the worst, if not the worst, Spider-Man movie of all time. Really? Yeah. I have a guy you can follow on Twitter that's a huge Spider-Man fan. Uh, as a kid, it's different, though. Because you watch it as an adult now, and you realize the massive plot holes or the the CGI that kind of sucks, like... I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't like Venom in that movie either. Like, I feel like the CGI was just off on it. So, but I don't know. That's that's my opinion. Everybody has their own opinion. You're entitled to it. That's that is what it is. Somebody can think your opinion's dumb, but if you believe it, you believe it. Who cares what they have to say about it? Type deal. So, oh, uh, what's the what's the newspaper dude? Uh, James uh, Jonas Jameson or something yeah, like that. Yeah, nobody plays. J.K. Simons plays him better than Yeah, nobody else, can play bro. him either, yeah. <laughs> Fucking goaded, bro. Um, I did not like the girl that... But in the, I did not like the girl that played Mary Jane in that. In the first one? No. Really? No. I didn't like the second one. I didn't like the second one either. There's not even a Mary Jane in the third one in Tom Holland. Unless you kind Zendaya. of see Zendaya, yeah. yeah. Which, who knows what's happening with that whole situation, but... All right, so the last one we got before we get into some sports for the last couple of minutes. Uh, top summer songs. I don't even think we have one of this year yet. Not yet. But previous years, but some of the top summer songs. Godspell. that comes to mind. Immediately. Was it Godspell? Really? Was, it, was Godspell really a summer song? I know it came out in March. Was it big? Uh, yeah, actually. You got to think uh, how big that song was. Come yeah. on, uh, like. I think. Diamond in the Year. Views was a summer album. Uh. I know, uh... Controller. I think about... One Dance. <laughs> I think about, uh... Slide with Calvin Harris and... Yeah. Migos. Yeah, that was a good one. I don't know, man. Like, I, that's why I put Views there, because I feel like during that Summer 16, it was just a different song off his album was Take Over for three weeks at a time. Like, One Dance was the best song in America one time. Hotline Bling. Controller was up there. Hotline Bling was there. Still Here was there. Fire and Desire is extremely What was the summer like, song last year? Last year? I don't know. We didn't have a summer. We are all locked in the house. <laughs> I, no, no, we had a summer uh, song. I think it was Megan, though. Probably, honestly. It's hot girl summer, boy. I don't know nothing. No, that was the year before. I'm booed up, so I can't speak. That was, uh, that was a little, like, Tina Snow thing. That she yeah, what's doing. funny is that somebody's going to text What us. was the summer song last Teddy year? Bros, Young Thug and Chris Brown. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Anything Drake put out in July? <laughs> Anything Drake drives? I'm outside in the AMG, but yes. that wasn't that big, though. That, that was song was super big. good, though. Super good. Passion Fruit. Year before was the box. 
Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, it's well deserved. I'm just trying to think. If, nope. you know, yeah, I know what the summer song last year was. Huh. It was Little Baby and Forty Two Doug. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm the one that should be telling you this too, because I'm the mainstream guy of the the the, yeah, the shits. Baby. But I just don't. Be Everybody was. Yeah, 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 yeah. We pay. You know that was me too. You used to get on to me about that shit. He's like, man, you just. Every day. Hey, that song was hard. That's how bro. I started my day. Every day last year. Turn up. My goodness. Wake up at noon. Got work at two. Put all we paid. Hop in the shower. <laughs> I'm chilling. Boss life niggas, out. Niggas boy. was getting paid, boy. That was me, yeah. Quarantine money. Four hundred dollars every two weeks type deal. <laughs> Fuck with me. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So now we got some fan questions. We're gonna start off with the AEW question. Ooh. What you got? Uh, Thanks top questions? five in-ring performance AEW. Oh, that's tough because that's what AEW does better than WWE right out the gate is the, the in-ring stuff, you know, the 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 true bell-to-bell in-ring wrestling. Me and Samari can't get into this. No, nah, this is strictly a me question. That's okay. <laughs> I'll answer it. Um, so this one's for Jake because I know he's going to be the one that's waiting to hear this. Uh and Brendo, obviously. Um, I have to put Jungle Boy in there. Jungle Boy Jack Perry has to be there. He's only 24 years old, and I tell you what. So when I'm talking in-ring performance, I'm talking technical wrestling. Like when you look at when you watch a high school wrestling match, some of that stuff does come into play in in, in AEW and WWE and stuff like that. So when I'm talking in-ring technicians, Jungle Boy has to be in that conversation, which is insane because he's 24 years old. Um, I put I put Kenny Omega in that category. Uh, absolute. Artistry when he's in the ring. Uh, I know they're a tag team. I'll, the Young Bucks have to be talked about. Um, there's like, so there's a guy that rates wrestling matches on a five star rating. He rates every pay per view, and usually he'll even do some bigger, like Dynamites, like weekly episodes. He'll even grade some of those. There was a tag match at AW Revolution two years ago, I think now. It was Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. That match got seven stars, if I remember correctly, out of five. So that tells you what Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks can do in a ring together. Um, So Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and uh, Ray Phoenix is in that category. He's the best luchador in the world. He's the best high flyer in the world right now. Uh, If you grew up watching Rey Mysterio, imagine him being 5'11 and being twice as good. I don't know what to tell you. I can't explain what Ray Phoenix does in the ring. But what I will tell you is that he doesn't have a match every week. But every time Ray Phoenix has a match, I see something new. There is there is something I see whenever he steps in a ring that I have never seen before. And that's why I love AEW so much. Because WWE got so cut, dry, boring. It was all about the stories. And you'd see the same eight moves every time. That's why everyone hated John Cena there for a long time. If you stay close to wrestling, people hated him the last five to ten years because they felt like he had eight moves in his arsenal. We we're going to see him come out. We're going to see the same shit each week. He was going to win the match and you know get on, get his paycheck and go home. Yeah, five knuckle shuffle, fu, stfu, aa. We're going to move on. Five knuckle shuffle used to be that thing, though. Yeah, exactly. So, but like I said, that's why AEW is so good. It's supposed to be so bad. Wrestling was such a bad influence to me when I was younger, bro. So beat the hell out of Samari and my cousin. <laughs> I, I did it to my sister too. But Samari used to come back at me. 
I, I, I Rael, why you so lazy ass? What's easy to do on little kids? You know what I'm saying? You throw them around. I'd say oh, I give my little cousin, my cousin Diamond. I got a little story. I okay, got my little cousin yeah. a black eye. Did you really? Yeah, I gave her a black eye because like I used to play with. I used to be too rough. We used to watch it. And I don't know what it was, and he was like, I used to get angry. I used to do the same shit, shit yeah. I'd... So, like, it'd be, like, Samari, Samari has been one of them type of niggas that, like, he was always skinny and small, so they could just be doing some, like, off the, like, all the inside of your body, nigga. <laughs> the Jeff trying Hardy. to get, yeah, like, no, like, Ray Mysterio type shit, bro. <laughs> just sleep like, out. Yeah, so I could, like, I wouldn't fuck with that nigga. But, like, I mean, I, if I get that nigga down to a submission, I'm going, but, like, <laughs> these niggas, like, my cousins and my, like, my cousins and them, like, I remember one time I had brought my cousin around. Rael was coming at me, but I had like I had like didn't see her coming, so I had turned around, bah, in the eye. Judas effect, like right to the like, eye. Heard that fucking pop. I'm like, okay, she good. She cried. I she mean, just broke her orbital bone. bone. Like, Nigga, okay. going upstairs. You guys there? Whole eye black, bro. Black eye. I was boy. like, what the fuck? Bro? Yeah, I, I dotted hand up with a sweet shit music every once in a while. Gotta do what you gotta do. The, the, oh, the, the, the thigh slap to boot, boy. You boy, gotta, you gotta be aggressive. What do you got? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. But you gotta, you gotta, you know, WWE put that notice in front of every show for a reason. Don't try this at home. It's for kids like us. Uh, I used to do that with Andrew Rael. Get him right here. Hit him with the. The power bomb, the FU. Like, if you do it safely onto a mattress, you know what I'm saying? You just can't do it that hard. You got to be controlled when you're doing it. Oh, that was the best thing about me having a brother. Fight with him. Get yeah. the belt. Like, me and Samari used to... Bro, I think about our childhood. Me and Samari had a cool-ass childhood, bro. <laughs> like, my dad had a PlayStation, like a PSP. And, like, we used to play NBA Live and stuff on it. Uh-huh. Me and this nigga Samari, bro, we had did the dunk contest, put computers. We put Ben Wallace on here. Niggas like, he finna do the spider, bro. Uh-huh. And when he was hanging on the fucking rim and yeah. shit, we watched the dunk contest animated on the PlayStation, nigga. That was our anime. Like, our imagination was it. It has to be, bro, <laughs> as a kid. Especially growing up for kids, like, with us. Technology is a different thing now than what it was. We were gifted yeah. enough to grow up with it. These kids are getting it. At five years old, they got an iPad. My little sister, bro. She got an iPad? No. She got a tablet? My little, yeah. She got a tablet. Miracle, she got a tablet. Exactly. She got an iPhone 11. <laughs> I got an iPhone 11. You know, Miracle got an iPhone 11. Come she on, got an man. Apple Watch. She got two. She got PlayStation and she got an Xbox. I ain't even got an Apple she Watch. She got LED lights. She got, bro, Miracle got everything, bro. How old is she? Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's got a whole teenager room already. She yeah. got a whole 16-year-old room. When we go to the draft, it's going to be my little sister's birthday. Ah, damn. Yeah, I sacrificed her. We're going to have to get something while we're up there. No, I'm, I'm getting her some money. That's but, fine. I ain't bringing her nothing back yeah. from Cleveland. There ain't nothing good up there anyways. Yeah. Ooh. She, she she get the money. She'll go blow it on something. Yeah, so, so I'm trying to think. I think that's four. The Young Bucks. Now, honestly... If I'm being 100% honest, anybody in the AEW tag team division is probably putting this. I'll probably, honestly, I don't think about it. I'll go give it to her tomorrow. So. They're, they are, the tag team division in AEW is the best I've ever seen in my life. Like, the best ta- tag team wrestling I've ever seen. Um, so I put Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, uh, Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, and the, the issue is I know Jake and Brenda are going to come at me when this episode comes out because I'm 100% going to miss somebody. There's that's just the nature of a top five list, but I would. It's just 
somebody that's got to be it's the creativity that really takes it over the top you know what i'm not gonna lie to you and it may be just my recency bias kicking in on me i want to put dax harwood in this conversation he's uh one half of ftr with cash wheeler they're a tag team but he's had a couple singles matches recently and he's kicked up he had a match with chris jericho last week and he had a match with jungle boy two weeks ago and both of them were fantastic matches he's a true throwback handlebar mustache bald head just the ring gear and knee pads. That's all he's got. He's a. What do you think about? He is a '70s wrestler in today's ring. What's your top one? Just one. Just one. Top WWE match. Top WWE match of all time. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um. There's honestly there's two that come to mind immediately, and this will tell you how I feel about Shawn Michaels all time. Shawn Michaels is in both of these matches. They're both at WrestleMania. I think I think I know what you're gonna say. Well, technically, it'd, it'd be three it's matches. mine. But, but it'd be three matches. They all have Shawn Michaels in them, and they're all within a four year stretch. That shows you there's a reason they call him Mr. WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. is that guy. Uh, the first match he had with Undertaker at WrestleMania, <laughs> yeah, that one, yeah, that's that mine. Not even, that's, that's not mine. even the top. That's, that's mine. Top. That's mine. To me, that's three. Uh, the first time they wrestled at WrestleMania. So the way they do it is you have WrestleMania this night. Monday night, that's a Sunday. Monday night Raw, Raw is the next night. Yeah. That night, they'll do the Slammies, which is like their kind of Grammys wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, best wrestler of the year, best match of the year. Match of the year for that year was their WrestleMania match the night before. Well, Undertaker wasn't there. Shawn Michaels came out to accept the award and immediately challenged him for the next year at WrestleMania. That was that was the streak versus the career match. I remember that. Yeah. That was Shawn Michaels wins. He breaks the Undertaker's 18-0 WrestleMania streak. Yes, I remember it. Or yeah. he, if he loses, he has to retire. That match immediately comes to my head because, first of all, it's a year-long build. Yeah. We're talking about they just wrestled. Immediately, they set up that match for one year later. I remember that. And it was just, it was just sprinkled in. I recorded that. So that one. And then two or three years before that, Ric Flair's retirement match. It was Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Uh, Ric Flair lost. He had to retire. And that the the storytelling in that match, and that was one time, like I said, Dave Meltzer does all these reviews. That was one time where I do not agree. Dave Meltzer didn't give that match five stars. That match is a five-star match by far because that's a 60-year-old Ric Flair, a 45-year-old Shawn Michaels. And first of all, technically, like, technical-wise in the ring, that match was great. And the storyline and, and the story, like, Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter, who's now a like eight-time women's champion in WWE. She was in the crowd. Yeah. They, the camera panned over her. Uh, that was when Shawn Michaels said, I love you, I'm sorry, and then super kicked the ever-living hell out of Ric Flair, pinned him. Like That match was beautiful. So those three are right there, and that shows you how good Shawn Michaels is because he was in all three of them. So that's a tough one to nail down, but I just – I had to go with those are my gut instincts. There I guarantee there's some I'm forgetting about. CM Punk and John Cena, Money in the Bank in twenty eleven was also an extremely good match. It was a five star. But it was I think it was one that I like with Edge. I think it was his girl was on his side when he was dating Eddie uh Guerrero's sister. Yeah, he's dating Lita. Yeah. It's probably Edge and uh Edge and John Cena at Unforgiven in uh-huh. it was in oh, that match yeah. was so perfectly set because also, John Cena and RVD at ECW One Night Stand just because of the crowd alone. Mm. That match was something else. But there was Edge just beat John Cena for the WWE title. It was his rematch, but Edge was like, the only way you're getting your rematch is my place, my time, my match stipulation. 
And so he was like, all right, well, we're going to do, we're going to do Unforgiven. And Edge was like, that's in my hometown of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a TLC match, which is a match I've never lost and a match you've never been in. So they had Edge come out. You know, everybody's happy. That's his hometown. Obviously, he's the champ at the time. Everybody's going nuts. And then John Cena comes out. And this is this is peak John right, Cena. Right, right, right. Before anybody hated him and just the loudest boos you will ever hear in your life. Because this is public enemy number one walking into hostile territory. And he comes out with that title at the end of the night. That's on the list. Who will be the MVP of the NBA by the end of this year? NBA MVP for 2021. Uh, realistically, it's realistically, gonna be, we need talk. Steph deserves it. If we go by years past, the the Warriors record isn't good enough for him to be I considered. Know. The way the NBA looks at it, and, and you can't. This is the thing. I don't agree with this narrative. I think it's stupid that we should consider a team wins as part of the MVP category. But this is how the narrative has been for the last five to ten years. So we need to pick a narrative and stick to it. If they, if we're gonna if we're gonna pick this dumbass narrative where your team has to be good for you to win MVP, then we need to stick to it. We can't be flip-flopping back and forth each year because that's what they've been doing with Harden and Giannis and LeBron the last three years. It's been one of those three, but somebody gets disqualified because the Rockets aren't good enough or the Bucks are too good to consider, you know, whatever. So, yeah, Steph does deserve to be in the conversation because he is playing out of his mind. He's playing not as good, but almost as good as he did in 2016 when he was unanimous MVP. Um to me, it's going to be Jokic or Embiid. I don't see anybody really jacking the spot from one of those two. I don't think Embiid's doing that good anymore. It's going to be who uh, played. It's he's, uh, he's like I just feel like that first half was it, but like it's it's going to be who stays the like, healthiest see, out of those two. Wait, like what? Uh, what's his face reminds me of? It's like that year that that Trey Young was going off. Second, that first year he was like that first. Talk about his rookie slump. of the year. Yeah, and that second he was going off. That's how it was for Embiid. It was him or Luka, yeah, or it was uh, what's his face? Um, Paul George. Where the beginning of the year where he was in MVP race, he was doing really good. Now he's not really. Yeah. Doing so well. Like Paul George is balling too now though. Yeah, I gotta give him some props. We'll talk about Paul George later on because I am I, I didn't write it down, but I want to talk about that him and Melo stuff. Um, so this year it's gonna be whoever stays healthy. Because I'll tell you this, like if Jokic is ahead of Embiid right now, but if he gets hurt and has to sit out 10 games and Embiid plays the rest of the year, it's going to be Joel Embiid. It's, I'll tell you that much right now. So I think they both stay healthy. Jokic is in a better spot because Jamal Murray's out. Uh, ben Simmons is currently healthy. So Jokic is going to have to carry a little bit of the load. Also, as much as I love Joel Embiid, um, and everyone's always like, everyone keeps saying like that it should be JoJo because defense matters. I get where you're coming from, but Whoa. JoJo has the advantage defensively, but Jokic has the, the advantage playmaking wise. So I can bring that right back on its head. Let's ask Samari because we haven't heard much from him. Yeah. What you think? Um I agree. I feel like it's gonna come down it's gonna be healthy in the end race because I mean with his last push of regular season before the playoffs, a lot of stuff is happening. A lot of tempers are being flared. A lot of people are like, okay. A lot of people are hurt trying to get healthy. Yeah, like, real, realistically. But, I mean, I feel like the front runner, in my opinion right now, probably would have to be Giannis right now. Really? Because, like, if you watching, like, week in and week out, like, JoJo stayed top tier. 
Jokic is still playing top tier ball. But the people that are really kicking it in, like they, they just came off injury. He has not dropped his statistics all season. He's had straight numbers all season. In his time playing and like his minutes played, he's bucketeering, bro. He damn near had a perfect game a cut like a week ago. Like, it was ridiculous. Shooting threes, all that shit. Yeah. But, like, that's something that, like, anybody tell you right now, Giannis get a jump shot, a consistent jump shot, he's going to be the best player in the world. Yeah, well, that's so, what everybody said for a while now. And but, it's, it's going to be I tough mean, to see. Even when it is consistent, people yeah. are still going to see I mean, it. I think there's another person. I mean, me personally, I think the top three would be this. It'd be, it'd be Giannis, it'd be James Harden, and then it'd be JoJo. James my, Harden's I just missing too many games yeah. at this point. Yeah. That's the only thing. But, I, mean, I would put the same thing. Right? I'd say the same thing about Kyrie. Yeah, because when Kyrie's on that court, he's kind. He's he's been hooping he's the last two weeks. I'm not heavy, bro. He's missed too many games. Yeah. That's when it comes down to it. That's yeah, no, the issue I understand. When you look at a guy, that honestly, played, honestly, all three of them, him, KD, and James Harden, they've only played seven games with all three of them healthy so far. They better all get healthy for the playoffs because. But I think that's what they're doing. I think they're all trying to wait out until the playoffs so they're all healthy to play. You will be surprised how much. Like, if they don't play another game, all three of them on the court at the same time, and the first time they all three play together again is game one, it, if they run into the Knicks in the first round, they are going to be pushed to seven games. And there is a chance they lose that series. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, because I you don't build chemistry in the playoffs. You build chemistry up to the playoffs. I'm not saying that. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's what I think that they're doing. I think it's going to be their downfall if that's what they are doing. Like Because... Um, I seen KD come in last week and play, and then he's supposed to play again next week or the week he after. He had 17 minutes, and he has made 28 points. Literally. Yeah, he, he played he played great. It's just he's the only issue that I don't think he's played since. Like, he's been in and out of the lineup uh, the last couple weeks before last week's show. So it's just kind of if and if on who plays what games here and there. I think, to me, it's got to be Jokic or Embiid. Uh, as long as they're both healthy. If they both get hurt, obviously we're going to have to have a different conversation. Um, to me, I think it's Jokic right now. Um, I don't know who's going to be DPOY either because I think whoever the defensive player of the year is, I think it's in Philadelphia. It's got to be Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid in my opinion. Um, while I'm on this rant, I think Rudy Gobert is extremely overrated. I think he has decent paint presence uh, and he's 7-1. And he has, he has good shot-blocking anticipation and all that, but the difference between JoJo and, and Rudy Gobert is that when Rudy Gobert gets switched out onto Steph Curry, it's on SC Top 10 because Curry cooks his shit and hits a three. You don't see that with JoJo that often. He has the ability to switch out. The same thing with Ben Simmons, obviously, because he's a little bit more agile. That's real. I don't – we are entering – I don't know. It's We're entering this this – this stage where, like, people are like, centers aren't as important as they used to be. Like, you look at Andre Drummond, DeAndre Jordan, if they played in the 90s, they're yeah, two yeah. of the best. I'm saying, you're saying that they're not the best and that they're not that important, but there's two centers who's a front leader. Well, it's because they're doing stuff that they've never done before. It's because they can both shoot threes, and Jokic is averaging nine assists a game. Yeah. When's the last? So, like, bigs, the bigs that are at the top of the MVP category is because they have. Bigs in the '90s block shots and get rebounds. Mm-hmm. They don't really or catch lobs, if that. And that's what it kind of was up until 2010, really. Now you have these guys that are having to diversify their games to be on top. What I'm saying is, up, yeah. 
From 2000-2010, DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond are top guys. Right now, they are they are kind of, I wouldn't say they hold an offense back, but they don't bring anything to the table, really. And same thing with Rudy Gobert. That's why they're not in the MVP category and Jokic and Embiid are, because they bring extra stuff to the table. So with the evolution of that center position and the way it is, for some reason, people think if you lead the league in blocks, you're automatically the defensive player of the year. That's where I don't get it. Like I said, we're having this evolution of centers, but for some reason, the defensive player of the year is just who blocks the most shots in a game. Like Hassan Whiteside there for a while was up there. Rudy Gobert's been there. To me, it should be the it should be the guy that can do it all. And that's why Ben Simmons, 2016 Draymond Green, LeBron, Kawhi, those guys to me are much better defenders because I can have them guard all five spots depending on who I'm playing against. I know if I drop LeBron against Joel Embiid, he's probably going to get pushed around. He's probably going to get bullied. But against certain center matchups, LeBron can handle his own. And if I switch him in that game, I switch him out to the point guard spot, he's going to hold his own out there as well. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what the defense player of the year is. Right. It's the guy that can do it all, not the guy that does in the paint the best. You know, So MVP-wise, mm-hmm. I'm leaning with Jokic. I think it's got to be one of the two bigs, in my opinion. But if they both get hurt, we could definitely see Giannis, Dame, Steph. So for this next question, I'm going to push it into the next show. Okay. But uh, next thing we got is Ravens sending Orlando to KC. Yeah, uh, so the Ravens traded Orlando Brown Jr. to Kansas City for pick 31, a third rounder, and I believe a fifth next year. They gave up Orlando and pick 58 in the second round. Um, Overall, as a Ravens fan, I wasn't happy with the deal, uh, but I wasn't really mad. A lot of people think we got fleeced. We did. But when when you have a player demand a trade like that, you lose all leverage in the situation. You know, Baltimore doesn't have any leverage because Kansas City knows that we have to trade him because he's not resigning with us. We don't have any option to trade I him. Think it's, I don't even think it's the fact that we got fleeced. I think it's also the fact that it's like, why the fuck did we give it to Kansas City? Yeah, no offense to all my Kansas City Chiefs fans out there. That's the thing that pissed me off the most about the trade was, uh, obviously, your team's goal is to reach a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Uh, Baltimore... We didn't, we Baltimore, didn't. The, the AFC runs through Kansas City for the next 10 years. Barring anything ridiculous happening, the AFC is going to run and through Arrowhead the for the next 10 years. What happened with Tom Brady this year, what happened with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, the revenge tour is coming this year. Yeah, uh, So giving him a healthy line is going to be even worse. They had already added a whole four new offensive linemen, and they have uh, – I can't. I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm not even gonna say it. They do from Canada. Yeah, they have the the doctor from Canada that's also rejoining their offensive line this year. So why Baltimore would be like, hey, I know your team's really good. I know we both want to make it to the Super Bowl out of the same conference. Why we would see that? And to me, Kansas City is Baltimore's main competition. I'm not worried about Cleveland. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. I'm not worried about Cincinnati. I'm not worried about anybody because to me, I look past that because I know Baltimore's good enough that whether we win the division or not, even if Kansas. Even if Pittsburgh goes eleven and five and we go ten and six, we're both in the playoffs. I'm worried about Kansas City because I know that's where we that's who we have to beat to make it to the Super Bowl. So why we would see that as our top competition to make it to the Super Bowl and then send them a franchise left tackle, I don't know why. As for Kansas City fans, uh he's a solid left tackle, who'll probably be a top ten, top fifteen left tackle in the game. But I will tell you that there's a lot of mechanical issues with him, and also he is still overweight. He was a first-round tackle talent until the combine, and he slipped to the third because he's 
345, 350 pounds. He is extremely overweight. But since his frame is so big and his technique is honestly, there's no flaws technically. It's his body gets in the way of his technique half the time. You know, you can only move so fast when you're that big. So uh, top tier speed rushers are going to like, I hope uh, that Chiefs fans don't watch him during a Chargers game because Joey Bosa is going to work that man into the ground because top tier speed rushers are going to go around him. Because the issue is I've seen so many plays where I've seen him take that two-step lead to the outside, and then you just have guys cut back in. He's not quick enough. The problem is if he's quick enough to get back inside on that blocker, he's now got his feet too close together, and he gets pushed off his center of gravity, and now you've already got an automatic pressure and possibly a sack. So top-tier speed rushers are going to give him problems, but in the run game, great run-blocking tackle. Um, there's just there's a sense of aggressiveness that's missing in his game. And also the weight does get in the way sometimes because he can, you can just go around him. So next one we got is uh, the Ravens. We would pull in and Dennis Kelly. Yeah. So uh, also Baltimore uh, for our, for, for my, for my sake. Um, like I said, wasn't mad about the trade. I trust Eric DaCosta. There's always a plan in place. You're not going to catch Baltimore's front office flat footed. Uh, they move Orlando Brown automatically. They have Andre Villanueva, who's a very, very solid starter in Pittsburgh for his entire career. And also, uh, what's his name from Tennessee? Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly is also a – I don't know as much about him. I can speak for Villanueva. I know how good he is because I've seen him block against Baltimore pass rush for, for 10 years now. You know, I've seen him block against Terrell Suggs, and he's held his own decently. He's getting a little on the older side, but it'll be a nice rotational piece if they do add Villanueva – to kind of hold over until they can draft another guy. Who's have Ronnie Stanley, Ben Powers? Ron, Ronnie Stanley is – there's the reason why Orlando Brown Jr. got traded because he felt like he deserved to be playing left tackle. His dad, Orlando Brown Sr., played left tackle in Baltimore. And you said it before. It's the sentimental value. Yeah, it's the, he, he was, he's trained his whole life to play left tackle. I understand it. Here's the issue. You're the second-best left tackle on Baltimore's roster. And it's either – like, honestly, if, if Orlando Brown Jr. really, really wanted to play left tackle in Baltimore that much, he would have dropped the 20 pounds he was supposed to drop for the combine. He would have shown up and fought for the job. But he was lazy. He felt like he could be overweight and play left tackle. Ronnie Stanley's in shape. Ronnie Stanley's the second-best left tackle in the game and going to be the best left tackle in the game here in the next four to five years because David Bakatari is getting older and will slowly retire here soon. Ronnie Stanley's the best left tackle in the game after that. So for Orlando Brown Jr. to be like, oh, I want to play left tackle. Sorry, dog. I don't know what to tell you. You're the second best man. At, you're the second best guy in this position group that only starts one guy a week. So, yeah. <clears throat> like I said, for Kansas City, very solid tackle. Uh, he has top 10 potential. But like I said, high-end speed rushers, top-tier speed rushers are going to bully him because they're going to go around him. You know. Next, we got the Knicks winning nine straight. Today they won their game against uh, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so as of us recording, like we said, this is very early on in the week. There's a possibility this win streak gets snapped before the episode comes out. As of now, the Knicks are on a nine-game win streak. Yep, as of that. Uh, for those who don't know, I was a New York Knicks fan since probably 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. Uh, I stopped being a Knicks fan as of probably a month or two after they traded Porzingis to Dallas. Um I'm not ready to hop back on the bandwagon. Uh, it's just as easy for the Knicks to win nine in a row as it is for them to lose 15 in a row. Um, 
They, uh, I've seen the flashes of hope. Obviously, the Knicks have never won nine, eight, nine straight uh, when I was a fan in the dark years. They've never had this hot of a streak. But the thing that's an issue is that Emmanuel Quickly is a star. I love him. He's a great player. R.J. Barrett is also developing very nicely. You're going to have to pay R.J. Barrett soon. Julius Randle's contract is up after, not this season, but next year. Um, Tosh Gibson's deal is up the year after after this year. Um, they're slated to have almost their whole roster outside of the guys that are rookies currently and, and one-year players are all going to be free agents this year after. Reggie Bullock joins that group as well. Uh, Derek Rose, I believe, is a free agent after this year. So it can all fall apart very quickly, but Julius Randle's top play could possibly bring other superstars in. But that's what we said about Porzingis. We shipped him out to Dallas. KD and Kyrie decided to go to New York, but they went to Brooklyn instead. We drafted RJ instead of Zion because we lost the lottery. I didn't stop being a Knicks fan because they lost 70 games a year. I could give... He stopped being a Knicks fan because of James Dolan. Agreed. I, I didn't stop being a Knicks fan because they sucked. I stopped being a Knicks fan because we had every opportunity in the world to not suck, and we still sucked. Do you know how painful it is? And I know Stephen A's lived through it. He's a better man than I am because, like I said, I jumped ship. I'm a Miami Heat fan now. And now you see why I went to the Ravens after my football team did what they did. Yeah. And well, I had even more reason because my owner sucked. Dan Snyder sucks. So does James Dolan. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't stop being a Knicks fan because they sucked. I'm down to ride with the team when they're sucked. I, I was a fan of Baltimore when they had pick six and took Ronnie Stanley. Um, it was just of, like I said, there's the constant hope and the constant letdown. So for New York fans, enjoy it while it lasts. I hope it lasts. I hope that I have to sit here and eat my words. I hope that I have to be a bitter former Knicks fan because no matter how good they are or how bad they are, I probably won't be a Knicks fan ever again just for the purpose of it. But New so York does have a special place. If they win the Super Bowl this year, how are you going to feel? If the, if the Knicks win a title this year, <clears throat> I don't know what I'd do. I want to put some astronomical thing out there, but knowing my luck, it would then happen, and then I'd have to do something ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, because it does seem like I'm a cursed basketball fan at certain times. But next on the grand scheme of things, uh, Owen wants to put some respect on Russell's name. I'm not going to, but this is the last topic of the day. So. Yeah, uh, go ahead. <laughs> so, if either of you want to join in, feel free. This is. Kind of for Jake, kind of for Nick, uh, just for basketball fans in general. When Russell Westbrook cuts his hair down to that high fade, he is a different player. There is a different level of intensity. The The Wizards, as so of us... limited on the hair, huh? I mean, I'm not blaming it on the <laughs> hair, but I've, I think he's always played better with the short hair. I feel like that's the correlation that most Russ fans will tell you as well. As of us recording, the Wizards are on a seven-game win streak, and they are 9-1 in their last 10 games. In those 10 games, Russell Westbrook is scoring 22.5 a, a game. He's grabbing 14 rebounds a game. That's good. He's not going to get shipped out. And he's getting 13 assists a game. He's averaging. He's not only averaging a triple-double, but obviously that's a very high triple-double. He's averaging 22, 14, and, and 13. That's not a... Not a 10, 9.5, 9.5 type guy. You know, he's he's putting up numbers. And also, he's shooting 47% from the field, 36% from downtown. Obviously, he can work on his free throw percentage. He's sitting right at 68%. But 
I think LeBron's the greatest player of all time, and he's struggled from the free throw line to certain parts of his career as well. So I'm not going to hold Russ to that. But the the thing that I usually knock Russ's game on is that, you know, he's putting up all these numbers, 23 and a half. His efficiency is usually horrible. In these last 10, he's shooting 48% from the field, damn near 50%. That's just about as good as you can get. Once you pass the 45 mark, you're in that really elite territory, you know. So for him to be putting up these numbers with the, how efficiently he's playing and the Wizards are winning games, that's the main thing. For a lot of people think that the triple-doubles hurt the team, they don't help win, they, they lose more games than they win. He's averaging a very solid, like I said, 22 I mean, plus 12 plus 12, and they're 9-1 in their last 10. But the team he has, I hope so. I honestly think the team is solid. Well, the team is solid. Their head coach, Bradley Bill, they have Bruce, the worst head coach in the league. David Bakatari. I think they they probably have the is uh no sorry I'm the white dude David uh, Davis Burton oh, yeah Burton they yeah. were there it was Davis David and starts with a B no, foreigner like, it's understandable is Luke Walton still the coach in Sacramento or did he get canned I can't remember is he somebody Google that for me because I was I was about to say that Scott Brooks is the worst head coach in the league but if Luke Walton's still in Sacramento imagine David Bakatari on a basketball. Uh, that's a scary sight. Six nine three twenty. Try to stop that around the rim. Are you kidding me? No, thank you. I will not take a charge from that man. <laughs> I'm getting out the way. Yeah, he is. Luke Walton's still the head coach. Okay, so Scott Brooks is the second worst head coach in the league. Then uh, he is twenty nine of thirty. Luke Walton is thirty. Sorry, Nick. I know we like to hate on Scott Brooks, but nobody is worse than Luke Walton. So, um, I want you to. I want you to say that again for the. What uh, I'll tell you this: as much as we like to hate on Scott Brooks, Luke Walton is the worst head coach in the league. I'll put Scott Brooks at twenty nine. He is terrible. Uh, he did his job when he was on the Thunder. He he coached those young boys up. But the second that we started looking at KD as an MVP level player, and we started to look at Russ as that level of player, the Thunder couldn't do anything. They would go up three one on the Warriors in the East, the Western Conference Finals, and lose. Uh, Scott Brooks is a uh, is a transitional head coach at best, in my opinion. Uh, and the Wizards, I thought the Wizards were in a transitional period. With Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, the team they have around them, they're really not. They should be contending for the playoffs in the East. They're the 10 seed currently, as of recording, they're, I think, three games out of the playoffs right now. And it's scrappy out East. They're they're scrapping for that 6-7-8 seed. The Heat are in that race. The Knicks are in that race. The Hawks are in that race. And also, obviously, the Wizards are now in that race with how Russ has been playing. So, um, the main reason I wanted to talk about it is because I feel like Russ gets hated on a lot for no reason. He has his fanboys. I know that. I'm good friends with a couple of his fanboys. But um, I'm related to one of his fanboys. Yeah. I mean, i just about as closely as related to two of them as you can get uh, without being actually related. So... Think mine takes he, it over. I would agree. Uh, Nick, <laughs> is, Nick is a different breed of Russell. <laughs> so um, it's worth the the thing is is like I don't understand the hate around him. I really don't. Um, if you want to hate his fanboys, that's fine because they can get annoying at certain times. I think Russ thinks that. I think Nick thinks that Russ has the best Jordan of all time. See, those that's out of pocket a little bit. Those cinder block blocks. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> out of pocket. I'm not talking about shoes. I just, I, I really don't understand. Like I said, outside of his fans and the way people talk about him, I don't understand as a basketball fan how you don't like Russell Westbrook. The intensity, the fire he plays with, 
And I don't think he plays for bad reasons either. Like, like I, I'll never forget the, the time that Golden State goes to OKC to play them right after KD had left. And KD was getting in Russ's face like he did something wrong. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like I said. And I'm not – that's no diss on KD either. It's just – like I said, if you want to be like, ah, oh, Russ is bad because Nick, Jake, and Brendo are annoying, fine. Okay, fair enough. But, like, I just the, – the level of intensity and the passion he plays with is – Annoying? Second to none in this league currently. I think when you look at, like, all time, you know, I'm talking about Kobe, I'm talking about Jordan, I'm talking about Braun, I'm talking about Russ – when I'm talking about passion and the love of the game and the intensity that they play with, there is there is <laughs> few to none. I'm putting him in that Kobe category. I really am. Like I can give two shits about Russell Westbrook. That's fine. You cannot give two shits about it. That's why I wanted to talk about it because there's a lot of people out there that think like you do, and I I just I don't get it. I I I, I personally I just don't understand with the 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 passion he plays with. He loves the game of basketball, man. Like. And so does LeBron. Yes, he does. I, I 100% agree with you. I'm that, one, I'm that one percent that's team KD and... And team Braun. <laughs> How can you be... Like, that is a special one percent, in my opinion. I'm not going to lie. And, and fuck KD. I mean... And <laughs> I was Russ. like, yeah, you just caught yourself And fuck like, Russ. And fuck Russ. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole different story. Well, I guess no, so. no, no. But superior LeBron... But I love me some KD too. I know you do. He's a, little. It's the same thing for him. Like he's a special type of player. I'm not gonna sit here and lie on Kevin Durant like he's bad. Kevin Durant's a special type of player too. He's tough. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I go. <laughs> Wait. So what type are you talking? Physically tough? Mentally tough? Mentally tough. Ah, uh, uh, come on, bitch. No. Come on now. He's Bro, had his moments. Tough. He's had his moments. Uh, when you tell Michael Rappaport to meet you in these streets, you miss it tough. Outside the arena, too? Nah, to me, mentally tough is telling Michael Rappaport he's a bitch, blocking his Instagram, and not talking to him the rest of the night. <laughs> not having a full-length war with this man on IG. He said, meet me outside fucking Barclays. Nigga. Like I said, I just... Like I said, it's the same that we come back to Yachty talking to his fans. Like, All jokes. Bro, I just don't understand why or you care at that point. You're making millions of dollars. You're one of the best basketball players that has ever touched a basketball court. Who cares about the white, the the forty to fifty year old man with the Brooklyn accent that who covers a black person who wants to be black? Yeah, you're right. Who like who cares what Michael Rappaport has to say? Who the fuck cares what Ja Rule has to think about it? Who he was the on fuck Hitch. He was on Hitch getting life lessons from Will Smith. Who cares what Michael Rappaport has to think about I basketball? Think that it's, I don't. There's no diss to Michael Rappaport. Who cares what I have to say? Like I said, I'm some white boy in Kansas the boys about on BDL. That's fine. Yeah, I got my fan base. I know who my real ones are. And like I said, if you don't agree with my opinions, I'm cool with it. That's fine. Also, not to mention, before we get off the show today, Big Scar did 22K with barely commercial sets. Pooh Shiesty did 62K first week with commercial success. There's a lot. I don't know. I'm not big on the music and the numbers in music, so I can't speak to that. Scar didn't have nobody pushing his album besides Good TME. Fair enough. It had 22K. I can't. Besides Gucci and me. He really put himself in that category, didn't he? Shiesty had all the world in Young Dirk playing Back in Blood 
with 22K. Hey, here's what I'll tell you. You take both of those albums. Both of those albums. Both of those albums. You put it all on one track list. Back in Blood is still one. No, sir. It is. No, sir. Still the realest song I've ever heard. Popping. Back in Blood is still the realest rap song I've ever heard in my life. Nope. There's, there is no... There is no other way fundamentally that any song could be any realer than that. Like I got, it, you. I got you. I'm talking fundamentally. Samari, I, I roll up on your block and I'm like, oh, you see your wallet stolen out of your car. And I'm holding it out in front of your face. I'm like, hey, you know who took it? Come come get it back in blood. You know what I'm saying? Like come I got you. I got you. Come do something about it. You know what I'm saying? You. That's I the you. I got you. Come on now. I got you. I'm not saying it's a bad song. But that was it. He did his thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just like like I said, the Big Scar better than Pooh Shiesty. Fundamentally and what Big 30 better than all of them. Big 30 better than Big Scar? And Moneybag Yo. He did his thing, man. That I was Mari's P R E certified, so he'll say dog. Fair enough. I give but I don't have I'm 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 not going to fight against it because I love dogs. I'm a fan of the game. I'm not trying to pick sides here. Like I said, I can't rep that. Pick a side. No, I can't. Stand rep- on the side. I can't rep that Memphis shit like they do. <laughs> this is a nine to five job to me. I can't rep it like they can. I'm not picking sides. I'm I'm going to talk about Trigger it. Trigger to my- the head. No. <laughs> I'm not picking sides. <laughs> Depends on who's got the gun in my head at that point. Fuck you, it's a it's a it's a bystander, bro. Ah, yeah, exactly. I'm not picking sides in that. Pick a side, I, nigga. I can't rep it like they can. I'm not picking sides. <laughs> I'm repping it, dude. That's fine. You can rep whatever you want to rep. Because uh, if uh, uh, uh. Dolph steps to me, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to rep either side because I'm like I said. Not that I'm not. No, <laughs> I am white. All right. I you know everybody's giving me props for saying what I'm saying. At the end of the day, I am still white. All right. I'm not. I'm not trying to lose that black card. I'm <laughs> listening. I'm listening to the music. I'm hey, vibing. Doing, doing. That's the end of BDL, man. <laughs> Enjoy your Friday. Yes. Get some. Get some coochie. Get some rest. Get some love. Get, get some, some wings. Get some wings. That's get some, Ray. Some drinks. Get something. Enjoy this Friday. Get something that makes you happy, whatever that is. I don't know what I'm doing right now on this Friday, but I'm doing something. I'm doing something, and it might be. I'm in in, in Ohio right now. I'm in enemy territory with a Baltimore Ravens jersey on. Samari, he he probably at work right now. (laughs) But I hope you enjoying your Friday. Waiting to come home to see beauty. (laughs) Done tear something else up in the room. No, she ain't going to be tearing nothing up. Yeah, hey, look, I'll give my shawty some pride, man. This week, I watched her. She was the best she ever been. But he also told me that she was going through a growth spurt. But I, she didn't wake me up. Because remember, the last show I was like, about. she was going to interrupt my sleep schedule. <laughs> but I ain't going to lie to you. I didn't got so better at it. But I be tiptoeing out. Yeah, you had the moment, The moment that she hear me is the moment is... Take me out. Yeah. Take me outside right now. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, shawty. But until then, BDO 12... Done.